podcast. Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. I am bi trans Lebanese and we are here in 2019. Yeah, in America. We just got back like 10 minutes ago from being out of the country. And um, I mean, we just walked into the apartment. And it's good to be back. We just kind of want to talk. Nothing that formal. We don't have a guest this time. Um, yeah, everyone was booked for New Year's anyway, so we're kind of solo on this. Yeah, uh, it's Thursday night. This will drop tomorrow morning. So it's very current. Um, Ellie, I know you wanted to talk about your experience at the airport. So for Here. this... Sorry, the one here, the airport yeah. here before we left. Go so for, for those of you who follow my Twitter, and you shouldn't because it's trash, but those of you who do, thank you. Um, <laughs> I disagree. You should follow it. Anyway, so um, basically we're going through uh, the usual security checks with TSA. Every time I go with TSA, TSA because I am Arab and trans, they're going to find a reason to search me. So I go through the body scanner. There is an abnormality around my crotch because trans. And I haven't had surgery because, you know, 30 grand and stuff. So, um, like, I pretty much do my usual. I'm trans. Whoever wants to search me can. I don't care. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. So instead of, like, whoever wanted to be, whoever wanted to search me, you know, actually search me, um, like they pull me aside and like this woman, this TSA woman in uniform starts freaking out. She's like, I don't know what to do with her. What do we do? And she starts yelling. And yeah, she, I was already through and I heard the yelling. It was legit yelling. Yeah, like, and everyone was staring at me and I'm like, oh God. And it's like, I, could you just hurry up and search me? Like whoever wants to search me, just do it. And she and this other TSA person were like, they were like looking at each other. They were both raising their voices and being like, what do we do? Blah, blah, blah. But in like a really, and in a really uh, mean tone. Yeah. So eventually it gets loud enough that their supervisor comes over and is like, what's going on? And they're like, I was like, well, they don't know what to do with me. Just could you please get me searched and through this? And Alia was basically having a really hard time with this because all she did saw was like me completely surrounded by TSA people who were yelling yeah, at so me. So by that point, I was crying. I was um, basically throwing a, you know, making a scene because they were making a scene. I was like telling the supervisor, this is so uh, against what the federal regulations say on the TSA page, the, um, where it specifically talks about how trans uh, passengers need to be treated with respect, dignity, etc. And like, as soon as anything, if there's any misconduct among TSA agents, uh, then yeah, call ask for a supervisor. Because what they their conduct was completely inappropriate, and I was telling the supervisor that, and I was also you know talking about like just I don't know I was it's, talking to him, and I was very upset, and he kept he was very nice. Well, yeah, I will say uh, everyone else though, including the person who was kind enough to finally search me and find nothing. And by the way, this wasn't just like 
metal detector, they did a metal detector, they patted me down, and they did the chemical test in my hands, which is kind of everything at once. So. Yeah. So, after you do that, the it, the supervisor takes takes us slightly to the side, like still in front of everyone, and like they're like, "So what's wrong?" And I'm like, "Look, all I want to do is get searched and get through this. Every time this happens, it's because I'm trans, because there's always going to be an abnormality either on my chest or my crotch, depending what they set the machine to. So I just need to be searched." And all this time, like the other agents were talking to the supervisor, well, and they were just basically outright misgendering me. My my passport and all my identification documents I presented to them all said female. You know, they were all properly updated in compliance with the law. And, you know, they just continued misgendering me. And I'm like, I only, like, I have been through this so many times at this point. It's not a thing, but the shouting was new. I have. Yeah, that was new. I've been treated meanly. I've been searched every fucking time. I've had people who were obviously not enjoying themselves and people who were enjoying themselves way too much. But yeah. shouting's new. So basically after about five solid minutes of being misgendered and being told that I needed to instruct the TSA agents on how to do their fucking job, yeah, I was just like, whatever, let's just go. Yeah, the supervisor was like, he was... He was- being kind, I think, like, he, there were certain things he didn't, like, I, I, I guess there were certain things I felt like he didn't say well, and I am kind of annoyed by that, like, yeah, like, him telling Ellie, basically, that she has to tell the TSA agents how to do their job, well, in so and, many words. Yeah, but... And the thing is that is it puts me in a really uncomfortable position because the TSA agents are the ones who have all the power in this situation. Right. I mean, if you tell, if you are a minority of any kind and you're telling a government official who has immediate power over you at that moment how to treat you, uh, you know, that can be pretty triggering for them. And I don't want to be a problem for these people. I just want to get on my fucking plane and leave. So yeah. eventually we did. And, like, I normally don't get too flustered by these things because it happens all the time anyway. But this one was just so bad. Like It was bad. Like, basically, it took six people to sort out the fact that I just needed to be searched. Yeah. Six fucking people. Normally, it takes one and ten seconds. And this was when, this was after Ellie was like, whoever wants to search me, I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, it's not like I had a problem with the search because, you know... I don't because I have no rights in this situation. Uh. But to the supervisor's credit, dude did defuse the situation. And even though he took forever to do it, it just... Yeah. I get why he took forever, but it was also like... Uh, yeah. Get your shit together, TSA. Seriously. I... Yeah. And he and this woman, I don't know who she was. She was very nice. I think she was the nicest person. Yeah, situation. there was this other female officer who's pretty legit. Yeah, she was like, "Hey, I, I feel you. I, my heart's with you guys." Like, she, I think she was like really. You could see on her face she was really uh, embarrassed by her coworkers' behavior, and she was probably just like, I, "This is shit." Um, but she wasn't the one doing the searching, unfortunately. Like, she should be the one doing the searching. If like someone with her attitude should be the person interacting with humans. Yeah, but you know, 
I think like I'm going to be charitable and say because of the government such shut down and all the uncertainty that has created, like people were just really tense as it was. Like they were, but it doesn't justify it. It doesn't justify it, but I get it, you know. Like that same woman who was shitty to you, um, she yelled at me. It wasn't nearly as bad. I could tell at that point she was tense and stuff and like she she yelled at me because um the guy told me to go ahead and i started walking ahead and she this woman was like stop and so i stopped and she was like don't move and i that i attributed to okay you are like having to work without pay i'm guessing and I didn't blame her for that, but when she did the whole misgendering thing and freaking out because you're trans, that is uncalled for unjustified. I don't care if she's not being paid in that situation. Like, she needs to treat you with respect and not treat you differently from other people. I don't see, I don't see how any of that's justified. Yeah, it's not justified. I'm like sympathetic to their situation because if you do fucking work, you deserve to be fucking paid. Even, Definitely. Even if you're a fucking government goon. Well, and like, but but yeah, it doesn't give you license to be transphobic. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, this is always the case. Every time we travel out of the country together, on the other side, like when we're coming back, in whatever country we're in, Ellie has never, I, at least from what I've seen, you've never had an issue. Yeah, and this is like, security. this is like for all the places we live, all the EU locations, mm-hmm. all the American locations. Central American. Um, South American, even like US territories. We have, like, coming back, it's never been a problem. It's always going out with the TSA. It's always this end. And we were talking about how, like, you know, Ellie and I were talking today about how unnecessary those scanners are that are in our airports, like those body scanners where with the, I don't know, x-ray vision or what. No, but Not basically, basically you the, know what I mean. You can opt out of those, but it's like, do you really want to like basically put a big red arrow over yourself saying, hey, I am caught, I am disagreeing with this to yeah. like these you know, underpaid fucking government goons. Well, and also, yeah. And why do we need that, those scanners? Like, for example, the country we were in today, um, we were going through security. They had metal detectors. That's all. And it was not a thing. It was just go through the metal detectors. If it goes off, we'll search you. The end. They didn't have this thing where they like look at your body. And then we also went through a secondary check because of our airline. And that was that was kind of annoying, but it was pretty much more of the same. It's like, go through the metal detector, have your shit checked. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Every fucking country does that. Why does our country have to go so fucking insane with this shit? Yeah, and it's always blamed on 9-11. But there have been, you know, there's been a lot of tests done on those body scanner things that show that they don't even work for what they're supposed to be good for. Yeah, just Google all the issues with them. I'm guessing it's a government pork project that some locality is getting very well paid for and their senators and representatives are very happy to have. Yeah. But it sucks. Yeah. 
So anyway, so we got through the security eventually. Um, and then Ellie was like, I need a drink. And I was like, uh, it's 8 a.m. I don't think that's going to happen. It didn't happen. But, but like, I normally do not like to drink a lot. Like, I'll have one drink a month and I'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah. And like. That's just being yelled at by these government officials, not knowing what they're supposed to be fucking doing, yeah. having to deal with their supervisor and having him tell me, hey, you need to explain to the TSA how to do our fucking job. Yeah. I'm like, and then having to deal with them and say, like, basically have to kindly and calmly talk with them instead of like fucking lashing out like I want to. Right. And yeah, I could have tried to do all that. I could have like tried to basically you know, threaten lawyers and shit like that, but then I'd miss my fucking flight. And yeah, and you want to go on vacation. So anyway, and then, um, so Ellie was like, oh, I need a drink. We didn't, you know, we didn't find a place that was serving drinks. But the ironic thing was today when we were coming back from the country we were in, we walked through the security with no issues and we saw a woman with a literal silver platter with uh shots of whiskey and she was just giving them out because this was at the duty free and she was trying to you know sell a certain brand of whiskey but we just thought that was so ironic like the time ellie didn't need it yeah it's literally just served up to us and so <laughs> and the whiskey wasn't bad either it was it was pretty good yeah it was jack daniels-esque like you said yeah slightly smoother jack daniels yeah <laughs> and but that part was very ironic. So that was good. Um, where we went, it was nice. It, yeah. Um, we were in a very warm location. Getting away from, you know, Houston's very bipolar weather. You know, today it's 40. Tomorrow it's going to be 60. Mm. I'm guessing it's going to be like 90 in a week and then back to 30. Yeah. Where like, we were was consistently like between 85 and 95. I would yeah, say. maybe and like a solid ninety. It the was. Time. It was nice. It was beautiful. The temperature was warm. The people was warm. People was warm. The people was warm. <laughs> I might be still a little buzzed from that shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People were very welcoming. It was good. Um, yeah, not to specify, but we were in a in Latin America. So anyway. Um, so it's 2019. This is the first podcast of 2019. Yeah. Uh, what do you think we should be doing better this year? Um, well, first off, I would like to continue having amazing guests. Like we've already had some incredible people, like everyone we've had is just outstanding. Um, I just want to continue with that. I also kind of want to start our merchandise thing, go get that going. I will say it's, a lot more complicated than I anticipated, but I will keep working on it. Um, like, for example, one aspect is you really have to be aware of where the or the brand of t-shirts and stuff and where they're being made. And if, you know, they're being ethically, if we're, if we're finding a place where to get the apparel and stuff, that's like, where they're made fairly and yeah because we don't one don't want them to be complete shit quality and two we don't want like it being made off slave labor yeah or... we don't want to support that so 
It's definitely um, difficult to find a balance between like making the prices accessible and then like also making sure that the clothing is made, you know, with some verifiably ethical sourcing. Yeah, so we're still working on it. Um, definitely gonna, ha it will happen. It's just like, it'll take some time for us to like find the best um, source and method to do it. And I also want us to be able to offer like a broad range of sizes. Yeah, you know, I'm always happy to see a vendor that has a 2XL. Yeah, yeah, you know, for example, I don't know, so there are those factors and um, we want to have like various products, which will be fun, like t-shirts, mugs, definitely beanies. What is with you and beanies? Beanies are really awesome. Beanies were cool in the late 2000s. No, people wear beanies um, in the winter. They're good for like... Two, two kinds of people wear beanies, like winter people and skater people. Yeah, and? Okay, fine. <laughs> so I think merch would be cool. Um, what, what do you see for the podcast this year? Um, Anything different? Uh, I think we're doing pretty good. I think we should just keep talking to people who are awesome. And we've had a pretty... I think for at least the second half of the year, we had a pretty fucking good track record. Yeah, I think... Yeah, there were only two two incidents that were, you know, as people might remember, were kind of hard, but that was toward the beginning, and we have learned a lot, and we have connected with some amazing people. Also, I would like us to try to keep our episodes like 45 minutes, because I did, based on an Instagram poll, <laughs> I did an Instagram poll, and... Uh, people seem to like the 45-minute range. It's long enough to be comprehensive without dragging. Right, yeah. Um, so we'll try to keep it around that. Like, sometimes episodes might go longer, depending on, like, Also, tell us if we're content. fucking wrong about that. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, depending on the topic and all that, like, you know, episodes might run longer sometimes. And I am really excited because we are planning to be at World Pride in June in New York. And we will be doing at least one episode. Hopefully two. And then Ahmed will also be doing a, an Arabic episode there. Um, it's just going to be so, like, it's going to be so incredible. Um, We're doing Yellow Punk again, right? Definitely Yellow Punk. I yeah, no question. We're doing Yellow Punk. We're doing World Pride. Um, I don't know. What else? That's actually something I would like to try to do more of this year. Um, go to events and do episodes yeah, at so, those events. So, hey, guys, um, give us an excuse to travel. Just saying. Yeah, let us know if you want us to come to something and we can try uh it doesn't even have to be like officially we can just come and chill like you know yeah yeah it doesn't have to be like this big thing it could just be like hey come be at my thing and yeah bring we're a microphone bring a mic and buy some tickets we're cool yeah exactly yeah we are really um open to to that to those suggestions i mean we aren't we are not like 
we don't have unlimited travel time or money for sure but you know like we sometimes try to we try to make it work when we can yeah because um, y'all are awesome yeah. and we do it for you and, and for us i'm kind of a master by now at finding extremely uh cheap airfare um she travels folks i travel i like i'm Oh, yeah, tuned into all kinds oh, of yeah, apps we get it you travel no i know but i mean i'm saying like we can maybe make it a thing because i i make a habit of checking several apps and several sites regularly for flight deals and stuff she's got the travel bug it's ridiculous it's, i can't i can't stop i spend all of my money on travel really that's cool. I, I I like tagging along with that. Yeah, after our trip now, I have basically no money again. So starting over. That's how I roll. Um, what else? Anything else that you want to uh, say for the, about like? Sorry. I don't know. Maybe podcast? we. I don't know. Maybe we can up some production values. Get some. Get a better road mic. Yes, get a better yes, a travel mic would be really nice. Um and what else? Yeah, just like improving our sound quality, improving um getting a yeah, getting more of a variety of things, you know, going to events and stuff. That would be really cool. And Do you have any resolution personal resolutions, Ellie? That you want that you are comfortable sharing uh well, i did resolve to be more or less evil i can't decide which i'll pick one eventually that's fair i decided to um i i don't i don't know how to phrase this well but basically to be meaner to people who suck who do something shitty to me so you just want to be more assertive and standing up for yourself basically, and things you believe in. Basically, because, you know, growing up, we've always been told, um, be the bigger person. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek, yeah. and Bitch, I am out of cheeks. Yeah, and one of my friends actually posted this really awesome thing about how when she's on her deathbed, she will not be thinking about the incidents when she was the bigger person. Um, she will... She said, I'm going to be thinking about the times when I should have said something or, um, you know, done like, yeah, like stood up for myself. And that I've been thinking about that a lot for the past few days since she posted it. Um, and I think there's definitely something to that. I, I believe that um, being assertive is not... A negative thing it's very important we need to also yeah we need to not tolerate abuse from people and i don't know anyway so that's one thing i'm going to be that seems to be like a running theme within like a lot of my lgbt friends it's basically don't give into like abuse from family especially yeah but i know that's not the situation well it's well and that but that's not doable for everyone yeah, we get it. It's like, for you, standing up for yourself more often wouldn't put yourself in danger. Yeah, when it comes to family, that's a different situation. Like, it, it's 
kind of upsetting. I think I should try like reaching out to my family more, like especially my dad's side of it. What do you think? If you're comfortable. Only yeah. people who you feel are worth doing that for. It's really hard because like I want to be close, but I'm also kind of like really ambivalent about subjecting myself to, you know, potentially unfriendly people just because they're related to me. That's fair. I mean, it depends like who, I don't know. I guess you probably know who's worthwhile and who's not. Kind of. It's it's hard to tell because it's also been such a long fucking time since I've seen a lot of these people. Well, yeah. if it's important to you, I support this. I can't. I don't even know how important it is to me just because I haven't seen them in so long, you know? Yeah. It's it's tough. Um, yeah, like, on, like my family in Saudi Arabia, like I have a handful of people I care to keep in touch with. I'm not going to... And I'm not going to like, yeah, like you said, I'm not going to um, put down my boundaries just because they're related to me, like for other people, people who don't care to know me for me. Um, why should I give them any of my time? But at the same time, I cannot stand up to everyone safely. So I'm not going to do that to myself. I don't blame you. you yeah, know? And pick your battles. It is your family, so I will 100% support whatever the situation is with you. Thank I will you. always back your call. Thank you. Especially in front of other people. I may talk to you say, hey, darling, I think X or Y, but yeah. I will always have your back, darling. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and a big problem within my family there is there is a pattern of alcoholism and i think that is the only time like people are honest with each other is when they when drinking is involved and i kind of want to figure out a way to both set a boundary but also keep the communication open with people who i really want to keep connections with but i just don't like this thing this pattern of like get drunk then call me or or call or write or write me and spill all of this personal honest shit and then and then nothing close for... up yeah then nothing or just like close up or get embarrassed the next day once you're sober i don't know i don't want to get more into it but it's a it's a very painful uh factor for me, it's very triggering, too, because it reminds me of, like, talking to my dad when he was, you know, drunk. Yeah. So. And how, like, he's he only seemed to be open with me, communication-wise, like, when he was drinking. That's really Cause, sad. Because his, yeah, it was like a barrier was let down for him. And he opened up about things, like, his feelings about things or whatever or um just even like family history stuff like that it's like it takes substance some kind of substance for someone to feel like they can be honest so yeah that's difficult um so yeah it's definitely hard to find that balance of like keeping a boundary 
but also not shutting myself off from people who I legitimately care about. That is rough. Yeah. Um, what else? Any other resolutions? I want to do some kind of physical activity every single day. Um, it, but I don't want to necessarily say work out every day. Like, I'm not talking about going to the gym every day or whatever. I just want to, like... Um, you just want some intense physical activity? Huh. Um, yeah, I want to walk places more. I downloaded... <laughs> I even downloaded Pokemon Go on my phone, like, was it today or yesterday? I don't know. She has, she has <laughs> captured so many more pros. I know. And, like, it's uh, even that, like, going for a Pokemon Go walk is fun. I might have to start again, too, with the Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's more, it's like a mental health, a good mental health care thing, I think, for me. Just having more like walking, that kind of thing in my life, more outside time. And actually, there was one other thing I want to discuss, but I don't know if, if you want to discuss it. Um, was What's up? When you're, well, so one of Alia's friends wanted to know more about her grandfather. Um, sorry, I'm not. Remember when we talked to my recall. dad? Oh, yeah. I don't want to really get into detail without asking her. Uh, um, well, let me put it. Well, the, the long can I say the long and short of it was that basically um, my dad knew about the stuff she wanted to know. And so, oh yeah, yeah. And it was just so cool because I heard about the side of my father I had never heard before. Because at least he never talked about it in English, but right. Parent, but he basically told us like the rundown of a lot of his life right before the beginning of the Lebanese Civil War about how yeah and like around one of the parties involved in the war and mm -hmm. like and the people he knew and people that were imprisoned and the fighting that went on and it was like yeah. really rough. He really and, opened up. Yeah, and one of the thoughts that occurred to me is like. There's a lot of these really personal stories where, like, with a lot of the color and details, they're going to be lost in the next 10 to 20 years when yeah. all these people start dying of old age or complications or whatever. Yeah. And it's important to talk to people. And it's not easy for a lot of people to get their families to talk about because the Civil War, for example, in Lebanon was a really rough time and people are were legitimately traumatized boy and i don't blame them but it's also important to preserve those sort of stories just so they're not lost just so it doesn't become a sanitized version of who was right and who was wrong right and glorious leader did this and terrible person did that and they deserved it yeah i think audio is really cool a good format for that kind of stuff audio or video or something where you can keep the person's voice attached to the story even just for like to have for your own personal whatever like like I, so your so your yeah. kids or grandkids can know what was up with that yeah and can hear their ancestors voice that's really cool to me because i feel like because like with your family i know that they only opened up with alcohol like some of these people just don't open up yeah yeah right exactly um, I don't know. And that's something I like about the podcast format is that um, people's voices are being preserved 
along with the stories. You, you guys might hear a cat in the background. Cinco is very happy that we're home. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's something I like about podcasting a lot. Yeah. I kind of wish we could do more about the historical aspect, but me too, but it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to do just cause it's like, then we would have to get our families involved and other people's families involved. I don't think, I don't think either of your parents would be super stoked to be on our podcast. So I'm not talking about that, but Hey, um, want to be historians, take this idea and steal it. Please do it. it. These stories need to be told. And oh yeah, definitely. And it's if, not even an idea to steal. Like what's just no. That, that like, was a very general. Like, like hey, record people's stories. Like well, more like wow, we need to trademark that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm more like like a lot of the Middle Eastern history in the last hundred years is there's still people alive for it. There are people who are alive now who were alive when the Ottoman Empire was still a fucking thing. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those people are getting towards the end of their life. And I think those stories should be recorded because it Definitely. shouldn't be. They should be the ones we t who should be telling history, not the, you know, European white historian types. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And even the mundane stories about what they were doing when something happened are still relevant. Mm -hmm. And still because like not. Everything important in history happened in a general's boardroom or around a conference table staffed with secretaries and presidents. No. Sometimes they just happen at a restaurant when Ellie's girlfriend randomly asks about this uh, specific part of history in Lebanon. And then Ellie's dad is like, oh, wait, I know all about this. Nothing, it's totally informal, totally random, but it was like this really amazing conversation, really cool connection. And Ellie got to hear, yeah, Ellie got to hear her dad talk about this part of his life that she hadn't got to hear much about. And we were able to pass it on to your friend who also got to hear about that part of her family's life as well. Yeah, yeah, because there's a connection. That was really cool. I, I want to talk to him more about it, for sure. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Mm. So I guess 2019 resolutions. Talk uh, to more people. Um, like, I mean, have conversations like these. Those, um, it was really meaningful. I'm uh, going to add one more to that pile. Pet more cats. Pet more cats, always, always on my list. Any other resolutions that you have? Mm. I give mine my physical activity one podcast my podcast wishes. Um, I don't know. I'm I I'm always gonna throw this on the pile. But always be a better girlfriend. Hmm. You're amazing. You're amazing. Um, but yeah, it's. This is gonna be a pretty crazy year. Like I'm, I'm, like I haven't. I don't know if I went into detail on this before, but I'm pretty much trying to work out the final details of my surgery, 
And for those of you who don't know, I am trans, I am male to female, and my insurance is finally covering surgery, so I'm basically working that out now, and it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Like... I can't imagine how you feel. Like, I already have a bit of a complex... I have to admit, I have a bit of a complex about doctors, and talking to new doctors especially. And so having to submit all my life details, some of the stuff I'm not too happy about, to yet another doctor to scrutinize, even though I know it's for a good thing that's going to be like, hopefully, like a month-long deal that's one and done, hopefully no complication to go back and fix. Mm-hmm. But it's still really terrifying. Yeah. And even just thinking about that makes me sort of like anxious. It's just... I'm sure. And getting the time off work, I'm sure, is hard. Uh, but you have options, right? Uh, FMLA will do it. Okay. So. That's good. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today. It's a pretty short episode. I, um, I have to go to bed, like, yeah. now. Okay. Get up work. Get up for work. But yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We hope to have more for you later and yeah. keep listening and have a badass New Year, people. Yeah, happy New Year, everyone. Um to get in touch with us, email us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Queer Arabs. And our website is thequeerarabs.com. And then Ahmed leads the um Arabic side of the podcast. You can reach him at the Queer Arabs in Arabic at gmail.com thank you all for listening later happy 2019